Hi there, I'd like to uh, introduce our second unit director, Vic Armstrong. Thank you, and the person that's introduced me is Michael Wilson, our producer. So here we go, Vic, with uh, yet another Bond film. Right. Now we open up at uh, Parasud. Do you, uh, you remember this? We, you went up and did this, uh, what was it, three months before we actually started the film? Absolutely. We went up mm. there in January and uh, sort of wanted to get it while the snow was still still there and everything else. We were just a bit worried about uh, the European winters and getting warm, which in fact it did start to heat up while we were shooting there. So, as I, as I remember, you needed a, an airfield, and of course airfields are not on top of mountains. They're kind of... Uh, we wanted a high one, so we had enough snow there. But you, they're uh, because they are kind of lower elevations. It's they're undependable when it comes to spring. Yeah, and this was a very unusual airfield as well. It, it fitted our criteria perfectly, but it was the most bizarre airfield. I still, to this day, mm. don't understand what it was built there originally for. But it worked perfectly for our situation. Yeah, so here we have this uh, swap meet of the, with all the terrorists. Remember that Scud missile we just looked at? Yeah, <laughs> that uh, traveled all around with us. But this was a huge undertaking for everybody concerned because the jet planes we used had to be brought in and built. We had to erect our own hangars to, to build the airplanes in, the actual running models. It was quite a big uh, logistics. I remember we had to bring that Scud missile all the way over from, uh, I think it was Eastern Germany. and. Uh, we had to drive it through every country, and everyone we 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 drove that through. Of course, they were. Uh, uh, we had to clear a lot of customs and tell a lot of stories. Yeah, it's amazing when you think of all the armaments we did bring in as well, the fighters as well. It was we could have quite easily been setting up our own little army. I know, and everyone's saying, "Oh, are you going to blow up that helicopter?" Because we could always sell one uh, if you don't blow it up. <laughs> right. I think everything went in the end. <laughs> we blew absolutely everything. Yeah. It was. Uh, We'd actually spend all day putting the charges in because of the cold weather situation. I had to shoot when the sun came out. We had to shoot when it was all shadowy, so I could only shoot before 9 in the morning and after 5 in the evening, so we'd spend all the inter inter time in between actually prepping the explosives and everything. And it was cold. It sure was. It was. I remember standing on the runway. It was so steep. It just stood at the top and started sliding without moving. Just slid all the way down. It's incredibly cold. Well, we had so many special effects people there. I think we had more special effects people than stunt people. I think we had 20 uh, at one time. I think we did, yeah. But uh, some of the explosions are big, and we actually ran nine cameras on a lot of it because it was just a... Each sort of explosion was a one-off deal, so... And we're destroying the our infamous Scud missile and things, we could only have the one go at it. They were coming up to one of uh, John Richardson's model shots here, and they, he was quite good at this. It's right, it worked very well, didn't it? Yeah, that was all down down in Mexico, but more of that later. Here we've got um, the um, stuff of Parasud is about, all hell's about to break loose here. Right, it's, uh, the reason we went for this overall sequence as well, rather than the big stunt as you normally have on a bond eye skiing off the mountainside with a parachute or the bungee jumping golden eye. Rather than come up with a stunt that wasn't absolutely 100% as good as those, we thought we'd come with a huge action-packed sequence to get the film going with a bang, if you excuse the pun. <laughs> well, it works. I think it was the right call, actually, I really do, yes. Rather than have something that wasn't quite 100%, this, this in fact turned out uh, quite exciting. Now, as I remember, we the art department built a sort of model of this airfield with all the little cars and everything on it and 
something that you worked with for a while, working out the sort of details, and then you worked with Martin Asbury, the uh, storyboard artist, is that right? That's correct. At Martin, we drew every little thing that we had to uh, achieve just to get the timing right because, as you know, I was out there and you guys were back in England, so we wanted to make sure everybody knew the scale of what we were trying to achieve. And Giles Masters, my art director on the set for me, was wonderful. He uh, laid everything out. We had to shoot it all in chronological order as well because of the dis destruction, so it had to be really well planned out. Yeah, and it's it's tough that because once you start a fire or something, and then uh, every time you go back uh, looking in that direction, you got to relight the fires up and everything. So uh, it's a uh, it's a major to uh, it's a huge number as well. Plus the fact we were shooting next to a ski slope as well, so we had lots of looky loos everywhere. <laughs> yeah, well you saw that. Now we had a big bang there. We have coming up a new bang. People said to me, "Boy, did you blow up the scud?" Thing here. I said, no, we needed it back at Pinewood because we had to do some more work with uh, Pierce up back there. So, um, <laughs> But yeah. it looks good, doesn't it? It works very well, doesn't it? it does. I mean, you really think that thing goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's uh, you know, um, Chris Cobal and his guns are just tremendous. They're the best. Yeah, they did a tre tremendous job. Andy Williams, who was Chris's representative uh, in charge of the special effects out here for me, was, was wonderful. They really calm, because this is the sort of stuff that can be very, very dangerous, and you can't hurry it. You've got to be methodical and get it right. Yeah, and these, you know, and these bullet hits, you know, everybody thinks they take so long to set up, and you've got to get them right the first time. Absolutely. Each one is a, a little two wires to it. It has to be manually connected mm -hmm. and laid out and then covered and painted. It's quite and a deal. He really chews up the, the set with this thing. This is fun, yeah. I always wanted to do a shot like this with a use an airplane like a handgun and mm -hmm. just actually decimate the place. And these rockets are, are great too. They go along wires, do they? And yeah, that's the other problem, of course. You've got stuntmen running across in front, and of course, you've got this wire monofilament that you can't see. Oh, that's, there goes the, the truck. That yeah. was another one of your inspirations. It was there. a nice little idea, I thought. It just. Alleviate the, uh, the tension for a moment. You remember this uh, this sort of um, uh, Gatling gun thing here? That was oh, a, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a fortune to get that working. Yeah. <laughs> and then I blew it up for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> but this plane was funny because when I had explosions in front of the plane, I couldn't physically run the jet's engines. So a lot of this, so you've got 30 or 40 people down the hill with wires and cables actually pulling that jet by hand because. We were worried about it sucking uh, debris into the engine, so uh, mm. it's uh, it's quite a deal to get it all going. Yeah, and then we had this. Remember, we couldn't land a plane here. It was right. too dangerous, so right. we had to do a touch and go for this. Uh, and that, that was really tricky to do, to see a, a jet used to come in there over 200 miles an hour. You can see there the steepness of the, of the runway, and the planes are coming in at over 200 miles an hour, and they're actually on the runway for less than a second. So we had to calculate the amount of film we had to over crank at to slow them down to actual takeoff speed and then on here we had a mock-up of the front of the jet built on the insert car for that shot of the front wheel coming mm -hmm. off and we just drove like hell up the runway and now that was a blast as I remember that that was a biggie oh yeah, that was a big everything went off there. big helicopter up there photographing it as well and uh, we actually stopped the whole mountainside for that one now we're off to uh, Mark Wolf and all these guys doing their bit in the aerial sequence. But uh, this was part of the storyboards you worked on as well. Yeah, we agonized 
for a long time how we were going to get rid of the pilot number two in the back seat, and uh, so we came up with this idea of firing him into the bottom of, of his co-pilot's uh, airplane. Some beautiful flying in here, going through these passes and everything. Mark is wonderful, I must say. He's second to none. He, I've done, I've worked with him for over 20 odd years, and he does some wonderful flying. We were using a, a jet chase plane at some points with a, a snorkel camera, and other times we're using a helicopter. I don't know what kind of a shot we had. Depending on which one, right? Plus, intercut with stuff on the ground and the revolving background at uh, St. Albans. Yeah, that was uh, all the stuff of Pierce's on the. Yeah. Back one, the poor man's process, as we call it. We had a revolving it disc. Works well, though, it doesn't works it? very well, doesn't it? I think it? it's better than CGI myself for yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, it, uh, it's got a great feel to it. Now, here we come up with this shot. This was a <laughs> combination of a lot of different techniques here. Yeah, it's, uh, it works fine, actually. Backseat driver. <laughs> White Knight to White Rogue. It was a nice, uh, nice moment here for. Yeah, he, he gets his uh, come up and. Yeah, Judy Dench is great. It's great now. She is wonderful. Absolutely brilliant. And here we go into Danny Kleinman. He's the uh, designer of these uh, main titles. Of course, this is a tradition with Bond films, isn't it, to have these? Yeah. Main titles, kind of. Um, come after an interesting opening. Absolutely superb there. Danny's oh. idea here was to kind of go through the screen. You see the screen breaks, because mm -hmm. we're dealing with a media baron in the film. So mm -hmm. he wanted to go into the behind the, the screen, into the interior of the uh, television. And all that was uh, going through the circuitry, that opening bit. Right. And then you come into this sort of uh, X-ray style. <laughs> with our normal lovely ladies. Mm -hmm. They're bummed without them. But uh, it's interesting the way he brought these figures out of the uh, circuit boards and kind of yeah. animated the whole thing. That's excellent. The way she just sort of comes out like mm. plastic. You know. yeah, there was um, there's sometimes some controversy about her. Figures, but uh, most people seem to like them. They're, a lot of women like them. They think they're kind of slick. You know? I think so, yeah. I think it's one of the wonderful things about Bond. That's a great shot. This is like going through the sound barrier. Yeah. This is breaking up all the screens. And Phenomenal. This is kind of electronic. It's an electronic world. Mm. The... Um, yeah, we had the, um, Cheryl Crow was doing the song. We had a competition for the songs. We had several submitted, and uh, Cheryl submitted the most interesting one. Wow. And um, it's kind of a um, something, you know, she usually doesn't do this kind of um, film type of work. So, but... Um, she really liked the film and, and uh, came up with an exciting song for it. Yes, it's absolutely in character, isn't it? Yeah, the, the, um, David Arnold did the, the, the score and the end title song, and he's wonderful. He's a great Bond fan. He's 
I know, when I first, we showed him the car chase, he was so excited, he'd been wanting to do a music for a car chase all his whole career. Well, he did that uh, Bond uh, compilation album where he did coverage uh, with new groups on a lot of the old Bond songs. And they're excellent, actually, yeah. Came out at the same time the picture opened, it was great. Yes, it was excellent. So now we're coming up to another sequence that you uh, were doing, as I recall, before the main unit started to work at um, the Paddock Tank in Pinewood. You... That's correct. This is our infamous water tank. We had uh, a set which we, we revamped several times. I must say it worked very well. With huge tip tanks, Chris Corwell built tip tanks so we could get the volume of water in you know, instantly and actually sweep people along with it. So it's... So all those sets we're looking at have been are built in a tank ready for, to be flooded. Right. And I forget how many thousands of gallons of water in each tank full, but it's a, an awful lot of water when they tip it and you see the, the walls bursting and so forth. It's purely the weight of the water that rips them out. Yeah, and it was a good good design. I think you've got a very a sense of uh, realism in this uh, the way it's all uh, done. You feel like you're on a ship here. Yeah, we matched actually to that real one that they shot in Portsmouth for the, uh, for the control room, so we actually really tried to be authentic with the people's movements and um, the brace, 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 parents. Uh, mm -hmm. It's all authentic movements. Yeah, I think Alan Cameron is a, is a great designer and... Um, Oh. Yeah, he had a great feel for it. Here we are now seeing where the villain lives. This, of course, is done all in the studio here. Trying to introduce our characters in a mysterious mm -hmm. way. Here's the guy from the airfield. Ricky Jay, he's a, a, a performing magician. He's a great guy. A lot of fun. One of those famous out of the stealth boat. Yes, here we are. Mixing the real and the model together. To Just remember this set. This was a yeah, that's some set. Hot. That was on the 007 stage of Pinewood. Right. Huge set. Went back and on and on. We'll launch next time the MiGs fly by. Actually, my first Bond was You Only Live Twice, which was the volcano built on that same area that the 007 stage is now built on. Well, were you one of the guys coming down from the ceiling? I was a ninja. Mm. <laughs> You're a little big for a ninja. Yeah. report back to you with 1966. It's Gertz Otto. He's a good uh, German actor. He's uh, dyed his hair blonde and cut in the crew cut for this. The Very much like Robert Shaw, isn't he? In, his sort of, uh, in a lot of ways, it's a, it's just a great homage. Yeah, he seemed to relish these scenes. He's Absolutely. a very nice guy. He's a heart of gold, but he loves being a villain. Yeah, and actually, if you see him firing the gun, he doesn't blink at all. He's one of the few people with those tremendously loud and uh, bright flashes, and he keeps his eyes open all the time, and he's firing a machine gun that's massacring the people. Remember this big thing, this uh, mm. drill? Boy, yeah. that was a... That was thing to lug around. That gave us many sleepless nights, that drill. Purely the conception. They made it look like a like an oil rigging, uh, an oil drilling rig, but like three times as large. So right. it's, it's quite convincing, because you know, that's yeah. the way the, uh, the way oil drilling rigs look. Yeah, well, here we come These up nice to your sets. big... Uh, yeah, this is your... These are all your sets we're going to tear yeah. up here in a minute. 
So did you have a, did you have, did you do this a couple of times or did you just flood it, each set once? Um, I did the master shot the once because, you know, it's a huge number to go around and recreate it, like putting that wall back in and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Then once I'd, I'd wrecked it, we actually um, went and did pickup shots, all the cutaways and things once we'd done the big master. This one coming up through the floor, that was great. Yeah, that was great. So you got you know, sort of several thousand gallons of water being tipped down, hitting a, a turn at the bottom of the set and then blasting upwards. And all the shots were augmented with high-pressure hoses there. Mm -hmm. Wow, that was coming through the door. Yeah, that's, I love the guy's face as he turns towards us and it, it hits him. Mm. I think it was real terror. Because <laughs> we, we never actually know how hard it's going to hit you. You know, the, uh, the, the officer and the people in, all, in the room, all the people, the crew up top, these, these shots are done in the, um, out at um, Plymouth in the uh, testing center. They have a building that's rigged up just like a, um, the uh, war room on a ship, and that's where these shots were done. Right. Very authentic. Apparently they do all their full-scale battle training in there and everything. And you had the all the um, the proper people there giving you all the correct dialogue and uh, orders. Just the kind of moving moment there, isn't it, when they're all yeah. Going out and, and of course they uh, decide to take care of one of the uh, MIGs just to make it look like the British did something to the Chinese. And the shooting that shell on these good shot. Yeah. yeah. Stealth boat was good. Uh, John Richardson was, did that all in Mexico in the Titanic tank. Right. It was sinking here, too. Yep. I think that model was 55 feet long. Wow. You have to have it, though, for the weight and the, the comparison to the water as well. They have to be enormous, those. Stealth boat was about 40 feet long. Mm. We had about four different parts of that, didn't we? Because we had the interior, and then the exterior, and then the models, and uh, all the different corridors. And all these big screens here with this uh, projection system on them, which uh, in real-time computers, we had a whole uh, line of computers to run all this stuff. Yeah, but it worked, it worked a huge undertaking, wasn't it? Behind these walls, it was just a mass of wires and boffins pressing buttons and hooking things up. It all worked very well, though. Mm. Jonathan Price. He had fun with the part, didn't he? <laughs> he certainly did. He loved it. So this is a this is an interesting scene where uh, to sort of show the villainy of Gertz here. Yeah, if you watch him, he doesn't blink at all. He just uh, <laughs> trashes these guys. Mm. with the video camera in the background to record it all yeah. for his boss. Then we got in the underwater s stuff. This, was, of course, was the model. Man, that tank is 40 feet deep, so I had to put the model down the bottom with some rocks mm. and bring the um, divers down. And then this is in the interior at, uh, in the 007 tank. We had it there. Yes, this was a 24-hour operation, wasn't it? We were shooting in the daytime, and they would the night shift would come in and start shooting in the water at night. Yeah, well, it's because of the three-phase power that was used in the set um, that shared this stage. They were afraid of uh, a power uh, cord falling in the water, so they had to uh, 
wait until you shut down on the, the main unit during the day before they could get in there. <laughs> well, this is Jonathan Price. He's a um, great character. And, uh, you know, th these parts are very difficult to cast. And, uh, you know, we always try to get his, the appropriate actor and the best actor. And, of course, uh, we were just lucky to get him. Um, my little part's coming up here, too. There I am. All right. <laughs> very good. Um, but Roger Spottiswood uh, was very eager to have him, and um, we were able to, to make a deal with him. He was available. It was wonderful. He really has fun with it and takes it and runs, I must say. It's yeah, and he's a great actor. I mean, he's known on the screen, you know, stage, uh, for uh, Evita and those. Right. He's just uh, in the film, too. Plus, there were seven um, Miss Saigon, he was... Uh, Good work, Stamper. He's in London doing that for mm -hmm. ages. Thank you. Don't mention it. Make sure you keep it in a safe place. I love this bit here when we turn on here. Stop the press. The presses. Oh. <laughs> this just in by a curious quirk of fate. Those are all uh, the people on the screen. Are, there's only a couple of actors. A lot of them are. Uh, one was uh, Michelle Yeoh's friend. One was Barbara Broccoli's uh, husband. Uh, I want full newspaper uh, coverage. Yes, the Oh, there's a lot of different people books. up there. I want films. I want TV. I want radio. I want us on the air 24 uh, hours a day. He loved this. This is mm. our moment. And a billion people around this planet. Also, the uh, uh, sort of a lawyer on the set is uh, one of the characters. The they always make good home. villains. You know, Absolutely. <laughs> there's no news. Like bad news. Oxford. Now here we are looking for James Bond. He's got the Aston Martin parked here. That's a tip-off that he must be nearby somewhere. Right. I remember there in this shot. It's a beautiful city to work in. Oh, it's lovely. And of course the um, Bond's doing his usual when he gets the call, getting his uh, lessons from the professor. When they shot this sequence, this is one of the sequences they finished ahead of schedule, and Paul Pierce is most heartbroken. I think he'd have liked to have gone on longer with it. <laughs> like this girl. She's mm. nice. She was Danish, too. So yes. Her accent's perfect. I don't know if she looks. Do you think she looks like a Oxford Don? <laughs> Well, in Bond films, right? Oh, right. Going to scramble channel four. That's ridiculous. That ship was this is a beautiful set, this one. Oh, yeah, this is great. And uh, this is Samantha Bond, our money penny. And, uh, you know, she and uh, Judy Dench were in a play together, uh, Amy's View, just after this. Uh, they filmed here, they were rehearsing that play, and uh, it's still going on. It's been quite successful in London. Uh, I think this is the third time they played uh, mother and daughter on, on the That's London funny. stage. Gosh. Sam's great, though. She's got a great sparkle in her eye, I must say. Excellent actress. Excellent. Of course, that line came from a United Artist executive. So you see, we get uh, ideas from all over. <laughs> I think, though, that overall Bruce Feirstein uh, did a wonderful job on this film. Yeah, he's the writer. We, you know, he, he started off with the idea and he ended up uh, writing, you know, coming back and writing while we were filming. That's right. 
global positioning satellite. Now, Jeffrey Palmer here, who's playing the Admiral, and uh, Judy Dench were in a Mrs. Brown film together. And uh, so they're uh, old troopers. They've been yeah. together a while. Yeah, they've, been, they've done lots of stuff together. It's very good here. The superb timing, both of them. I like the way she handles his... Um, With all due respect, mm, this line from... Yeah, superb. Perhaps. <laughs> The advantage is I don't have to think with them all. Yeah, she's great, isn't she? <laughs> That's enough. Now where it's a big do we twinkle in her eye. There was some controversy in Goldeneye when we said we're going to cast a woman uh, to play him. Uh, but uh, that was um, in keeping with what was going on at the time. Um, Miss Remington was the head of MI5, so. Right, I think it was a great, great moment. And uh, she's really lived up to it. That's better than we could have hoped for. Yeah. For blood, the last thing we want to do is escalate the situation. I'm afraid it may be too late to worry about that. Seventeen British sailors murdered. Oh, they're, um... According to Vietnamese officials who recovered the bodies, the victims were riddled with the same ammunition used by the Chinese Air Force. Did you leak this? That's good structure, no. I say. Yeah, well, it starts the story off. Here. Yeah. And, uh... Well, this settles it. Puts the time clock in motion. M, you have 48 hours to investigate. So now we're into the car. I don't know if you remember this sequence. Yeah. You shot this stuff, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Sunday morning around London. Yeah. And then we had that very cramped camera positions inside this car. Right. And, uh, people. They handed out glasses for some reason to people, so we, they end up also having glasses that were spilling World liquor all over the place. <laughs> trying to keep the scene going there. But they're great actors, all of them. Yeah. Pierce looks really good. Yeah, he looks, he was very fit, wasn't he? Though? He's come into, the, come into his own as Bond. You know, he's really he's taken the role. Yeah, he's matured now, isn't he? He's fantastic. Yeah. And of course, um, he has to play this. It's a tricky scene for him to play because um, he's being sent off to... Uh, Meet a villain, and uh, he knows that there is uh, his old girlfriend's married to the villain. So, this is one of the other great lines, I think. Yeah. Now, here it comes. That was a long time ago, Em. Before she was married. Yeah, I see. It's, it's a tricky thing for him to play, and he brings it off very well. Queen and country, James. Your job is to find out whether Carver or someone in his organization sent that ship off course and why. Use your relationship with Mrs. Carver if necessary. I doubt that she'll remember me. <laughs> so, Remind so you got these are all real policemen, are they? Then yes. pump her for information. So you, uh, that was great. You could get you them. Just have to decide how much pumping is needed. That's a great line. Mm. Yeah, they were wonderful. The police. We, uh, I used um, insert car with a crane on it and a gyroscopic head, so we could actually play around the corners and. Uh, I remember us going out to grab that shot too on the runway. We had another one uh, too, the planes crossing. We right. That down. Right. Built this whole stand here with all the newspapers right in the middle of the <laughs> airport. Uh, Hamburg International. Yeah. Yeah. And we also built the Avis desk here. Right. So we had a. Sort of grabbed this, didn't we, when we were down there? For a day or two. 
if you just sign here, Mr. Bond. This always gets a great reaction. <laughs> Q and his Avis mm. You know, uh, very often when we make the deals, the actors, and Q, and Q is no difference. He says, I'd like to be able to keep my wardrobe. I said, this time you can keep the wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah. He said, thanks a lot, my boy. Uh, Don't do me any favors. Property destruction? Mm. Personal injury? I hope yeah. not. They work well together now. Superb. Was was Desmond in in what was his first bond? He was in the second one. He was in right. He gave him the briefcase in uh, from Russia with Love, right? So he's the uh, you know been going on for. Well, this is that was his eight seventeenth uh, bond film. Yeah. The audience loves him, you know. And he says, "Oh, you better replace me," you know. I, don't know. I, said, oh, I said, "We want to keep you going." Everybody loves him. It was a question about this uh, voice here. What kind of eventual voice we should use? And so he got one slightly German for a German mm. uh, car. This paid off very well, I must say, the car and the whole shoot. You know, uh, Desmond says, you know, I don't know why I'm always cast as this boffin who knows all electronic stuff. I'm, I don't know anything. I have to get my grandchildren to come in and turn on the, right. use the television for me and set it up. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. But, uh, but uh, he really brings this up. Probably because he knows a little about it, actually. He can act it out better. He also, you know, he goes around the world. He's a great trooper. He, I think he's 82 now, and he, he, uh, he had open heart surgery a few years ago, but he goes all over the world. With I, he, I saw him here about two weeks ago. He was out here doing something, uh, something for the landmark uh, people who are doing the ride, the James Bond ride. Right. He didn't, and uh, he traveled with, you know, during the publicity tours and, he goes to the conventions. He loves Incredible. traveling. It's amazing. He's a great old trooper. He had a bit of an accident. I mm -hmm. think we understand each other? Grow up, double That always gets a great laugh as well. It's just Hamburg by night. That's right. We have the night and the day. You remember all that magic yeah. hour stuff yeah. we're shooting? Yeah. And here we are at IBM near the airport in London. IBM building. We had to shoot this over the bank holiday. Uh, so we had a four-day weekend, so the, the building was um, vacant. And, but um, we had to shoot all at night because it had a glass ceiling on it. And um, a huge crowd call, wasn't it? Oh, 600. And, and, you know, they get... On the bank holiday, they get special payments. At night, they get special payments. It cost a fortune to do this. That laser beam is going all over. Uh, this Miss Decker, she's great, isn't she? I think she is superb. She really, yeah. And she really speaks all those languages. So uh, yeah, she's fantastic. She really. So she could speak in French or German, whatever you want. In English, it's good. James Bond. Another new banker. I seem to collect them. Yeah, this is, so this is the uh, this scene introduces our uh, Michelle, right? Our leading lady. She was a wonderful inspiration to cast, I must say. Uh, she was a dear too. She's so wonderful, wonderful girl, absolutely fabulous. Yeah, she's uh, a big action star in, uh, in Hong Kong. And 
you know, where it came to England. Her English is, is good. She studied ball, ballet in England for about two How years when she was in her early 20s. Yeah, she's really flexible and courageous, you know. All the stuff I shot with her, nothing she would refuse to do action-wise. It's superb. Yeah, she's a, and she's such a sweetheart. And here we are with Terry Hatcher. This was... Uh, had her over twice, and she was it was tricky because she was still I making her, how I'd feel if I was so her uh, Lois and Clark mm. series, and um, so she had to sort of um, get her dates in between filming that. And of course, now she I was uh, just pregnant the next time. That's so, right. Yeah. So traveling and all that right was, a, back. was tough for her, but she's a great trooper. She's a wonderful actress. Something came up. Something always that necklace is real, Much too. We had a guy that brought out from the jewelers. Really? They came with the guards. They put it on her. <laughs> when the scene was over, they took it off. I think that's about a half a million dollars worth of diamonds there. But uh, somehow, you can't use costume jewelry. I think it's really in the design and the... Yeah, why it's finished, you know. Yeah. Do you still sleep with a gun under your pillow? Here's Ricky Jay, so eavesdropping on everybody. He's a great rock on tour, Ricky. Full of great stories. Yeah, he's great fun. To you. He yeah. likes. He's in Dave Mamet's movies. You know, he's he's a great four. friend of Mamet's, isn't he? Yes. Yes. So I take it this isn't a Good-looking set, I gotta say. It's, uh, your husband yeah, may be in trouble. It was held on a light. I think the, you know there were lots of different colors, lights coming into this thing. And, mm. and you know, there's all the posters up of Carlo. Yeah, the dressing must be enormous. Good, because if it comes to a choice between you and Elliot, I've made What he wanted—a kind of modern, cold-looking place. That's sort of like a medium Baron's new studio, right? So we got the, uh, I've been looking everywhere for you. This is the scene where um, Bond starts uh, pulling Carver's Hello, chain Carver. here. It's a <laughs> so we got all the, uh, the four leads. I didn't realize you knew each other. We've seen well, together. Casual acquaintances. He dated my roommate in Zurich. So they're. Uh, I'm thinking of getting Waylon behind a new. He's kind of like. Uh, That's wonderful. Because of I'm Bond sure being a smartass, you know. Uh, too much. Carver ends up sicking his men on him to find out what he's up Tell to. Tell me, Elliot, um, I was just wondering about your side. It leads to the complications along the way. Are they merely tools for information, Mr. Bond? Mm -hmm. The music was, um, we recorded this in London. Um, the, uh, Dave Arnold wanted something that was sort of techno and synthetic and electronic. So he created that with a group of guys. There's only a few. I don't think there's, except for a keyboard, there's not much in here with all the different kind of electronic score. Yes, kind of a... Ah, it's time to begin the festivities. Excuse me, tell me. So, how do you really know him? I told you, he's We've got uh, some of the, um, some of your stuntmen liar. friends in this scene, don't we? Come yes, up here. they're uh, sort of they're uh, lurking in the background. Yeah. Some of the, the, the son of 
bigger uh, British stunt guys you can find. We, we actually got all the biggest we could find. We were starting to run out of choices. It's a big problem. Exactly what kind of banking do you specialize in, Mr. Bond? Well, hostile takeovers. We came back to the set uh, during the day, you remember? That's right. Shot the day stuff. That's right. It's coming up. So it was quite a... Oh, this set, remember this. This is a uh, revamp of uh, the set we had in the MI6 room at the beginning. And, right. uh, but boy, like look at all the screens that are up here. And everyone has something on it. This was a major. These are the stunt guys. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live in five. The, uh, Four. You know this wall that's behind, it's going to come on here, the video wall. Right. It's 180 screens. They're all run by a big central computer driver. Yeah. But as you're well complex thing. Terrible conflict tonight in the South China Sea, which lucky to get that. It's hard to even get hold. Yeah, I got enough light on it and everything. It was all sort of knock-on effects. Yeah. Well, we had to shoot at a low light level. Mm. So we could see that. So that uh, we were operating down at at the edge of uh, with the lenses wide open. And here we have the recording studio. No one can hear you scream. <laughs> the sensor didn't like some of this, so we had to take some of the hit. Really? Yeah, he thought they, they hit Bond with the baseball bat a couple of times, but uh, we only got one. He quite enjoyed that. Yes, he's happy to get in and do the physical fighting. Mm. Yeah, well, Bond getting uh, fighting in the tuxedo is kind of a tradition. Yeah. He wants to know why. Why did I do it? You ask. This guy here is sitting there just watching the TV, but he can't hear what's going on inside. So when all hell breaks loose, he doesn't even know it. <laughs> a great image. But for higher understanding between the yeah, people um, of this great planet. Well, this great show, maybe we play a little number on his head. <laughs> Remember doing the pickup shot of that? It hit him. You know, the piano worldwide there and the bass fiddle and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, this studio we built too. This is, remember that? The glass breaking? Yeah. 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 We use a tempered glass for that, so it actually yeah. shatters. You can't use toffee glass. This thing here, that was pretty Mike's solid, tent. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little ashtray here. Let's <laughs> tamper in this guy's take off. So this begins sort of the tit for tat. Yeah, now the battle lines are drawn, aren't they? That's so. right. So, uh, you know, he tries to get Bond beaten up, and Bond sort of gives him, tweaks his nose a bit here. Battling inhumanity, striking a blow for freedom at every turn. Station break. That is the goal of the Carver Media Group Network. What's happening? We've lost power. We're off the air. We're off the air. 
Chases them. I've had a lot of reflections on this set, but uh, you know, uh, Robert Ellsworth, the cameraman, sort of went for that to give it kind of a documentary feel. Mm -hmm. It's the way the Panavision lenses are. They sort of um, give you those horizontal streaks. And the, yes. And the light hits them. And, um, no blue flashes. Kind of work for that with that. Hamburg. Yeah, and Stoke Poges now. <laughs> we did this one weekend. We had to fit ourselves in between, a, I think, the end of something and a wedding. Stoke Poges Golf Club, isn't it? Yeah, this is where Goldfinger was, uh, had the golf game. Right. That back right. So uh, we're returning to old hunting grounds. So this is the interior of the ballroom. We are a small ballroom. We've had it... Um, you know, redressed as a suite. And in a rather embarrassing note, scrappy media mogul Elliot Carver was cut yeah, off the air. This is Bruce Fierstein's idea. He loved this idea of having a news guy. Uh, Carver gloating, gloating yeah, and using a rival station, you know. Glorious evening, wasn't it? Come on, Elliot. Ignore those you know, for this seems like a small scene when you read it in the... But you're going to have everything running. You're going to have all the outside stuff running on the screens and and uh, yeah. give it the depth. So it's, um, when I was 16, plus, it all has to be shot and pre-organized. Pre uh, yeah, all the stuff there is shot. We had people come in doing um, all kinds of run from different places, looking like they're reporting from different places in the world. Yes, I remember shooting in the back lot. There are lots of... Uh, different ethnic type of uh, newscaster. Yeah, I think Terry's uh, really good in this. I told you I barely know him. We're good together. Yeah, it sets up with uh, his hatred and bitterness. Yeah. Pierce looks really good here. Um, it's a nice scene. Yeah. It worked well. Yes, it's um, just the right balance. It could have got too heavy, but it's just the right balance, actually, of uh, reminiscing and uh, what might have been. Well, it shows her having a little sense of humor and kind of mm. pushing He's on. on. Well, you know where you stand. Schmear enough. You made mm. your bed. I'm standing in your doorway. Here's... Pretty much did this himself. He kind of figured out how he's going to play it. Did a good job. He knows the character so well. He does, doesn't he? He's got great insight into it. That's it. Go home. He's got all the right beats at the right moment, you know. I didn't ask you to get involved in this. The jovial side of him in the car chase, and uh, it's just uh, the right amount. Yeah. Difficult scene, too, because, you know, Why did you marry him? Bond is a kind of guy who he told me he loved me. Doesn't, doesn't show much of a personal side. It's very difficult to do, you know do that. To yeah, this is the tricky part of this. He just, just reveals enough, I think, without getting too, well, I'm sorry, I you know. Disappointing you. Did I get too close? The question was, mm -hmm. should he answer? What should he say? What was it, James? It's, uh... It's a tough thing for the Bond character. Yeah. 
but the pierce kind of is comfortable enough with it so you can bring it off. Did I get too close for comfort? We had a, the sensor worried about this scene too. Yes. Yeah, I could imagine. The shot from the back. Mm -hmm. She came on the set not knowing anybody, just flew in from LA. Must be very difficult. But they brought it off. In the set now, the other side of the set. What did mm -hmm. you find? This is I a nice moment. Yeah. Ricky J. Sort of techno babble. So. Fon's <laughs> got a perfect employment record. Ten years, he's crossed every T, he's dotted every I. Which means? Government agent. I call it Gupta's law of creative anomalies. If it sounds too good to be true, it always is. It's a Ricky J. law of creative anomalies. <laughs> 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 He's an amazing guy, Ricky. He holds a world record for throwing playing cards, doesn't he? Yeah. He can actually throw a playing card over a house. Just phenomenal. Stick them in walls, throw them at walls. Yeah, he did stick them in, in uh, walls here. We had we used that and then cut it all out of the film. Yeah. Couldn't quite figure out how to resolve it. Nice moment. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Tell me, James, do you still sleep with a gun under your pillow? Here's your day Back shot. The Hamburg, mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> Dawn. I have to go. No, you don't. I can get you out of the country in four hours. I have no choice. No one can protect me from him. Not even you. You do have a choice. Only if you let him go. I can't do that. He has a secret lab on the top floor even I'm not supposed to know about. There's an emergency hatch in the roof. Paris, you don't have to do this. It's the easiest way to get in. Don't argue with me, James. You know. It's a good moment between them here. Mm. Tells a bit about Bond and his... Um, reveals about uh, his relationships and the problems he had. Without making him too vulnerable as well. Yeah. He still has to have a certain shield there. And this is an interesting moment here. You know, when you write up in the script that uh, have a shot of Carver in his office thinking, right? You know, it takes a real actor to make something out of the moment. Yeah. Yeah, how about all this stuff? You were here shooting oh, all this, weren't you? Oh, it's so <laughs> noisy. You feel you've been through the. A grinder when you come out at the end of the day. It's just, you know, incessant noise hammering away. And here we are back at uh, IBM again. Now in Hamburg. Yep. Mm. Now who is going over the roof there? Is that... Uh, that would be... Um, Dwayne Michaels? Dwayne Michaels, yeah. yeah. 
we did the bungee jump in uh, GoldenEye as well. Mm. Here's Pierce. A little telephone gadget from Q. And a few little... Worked well, little Ericsson, I must say. A lot of fun with that. EJ's secret office. Mm -hmm. Another nice high-tech look to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ellen. Ellen did a good job here. Ellen Cameron was. Um, did Starship Troopers, you know, designed that. Yes, I've worked there three times. I did Starship Troopers with him and uh, Air America. We've uh, Send this thing been around the, the block a few times together. It's worth $300 million. You break it, you yeah. It must be difficult to come up with something original for. Every everything you do, I suppose it's like all of us in our own departments. You come up and have your own ideas and thoughts. I guess we try to uh, this thing kind of make it look functional, but nevertheless sort of little exotic. Mm. Yeah, Roger uh, Spottiswood um, just wanted sort of an impressionistic uh, search here, so it doesn't mm. sort of jumps through time, you know, kind of um, jumping. C M G N. Yeah, that's the Carver Carver's uh, satellite network. This is a nice idea. Yeah, the thumbprint scanner. Mm. Thought that'd be an interesting gag, you know. Mm. You could sort of take so, take the impression of someone's thumb off, but then use it yeah. as the thumb lock, you know, that people use to get them to say. Interesting assortment of stuff it is. Yeah, he's, uh, and we have our uh, mysterious um, atomic clock. Yeah, just time the uh, satellites and the. Uh, it's funny the things that evolved during the shooting of a movie. Like we've just seen him put the atomic clock into his pocket, and we had mm. great sort of discussions and head scratching as to what he's going to do with it in the chase that's going to come up. You know, so, so we just say, right, he's got a deep pocket. We'll put it in there. Looking for a new story. Michelle <laughs> looked great in the leather, didn't she? Yeah, that was uh, you know made to measure. Perfectly sprayed on there. Chases on. The... Well, Lindsay Hemming is our wardrobe designer. You know, and, uh, she came up with all the dresses that the right. girls wear. And, uh, this leather suit was uh, one of Michelle's favorites. Yeah. She actually took it with her. I was going to say, <laughs> I bet she, she would. Yeah. That's a nice jump. That was Wayne jumping down there. Yeah, well, there's a lot of bullet heads and stuff here, but uh, it's kind of tricky. Tricky to do because you can't sort of mm. blow the glass and mm. it's a sort of more of an open area. There she is going. That She did that herself, didn't she? Yeah. That's a pretty good stunt. Yeah. Oh, she's tremendously courageous. They on the motorcycle, anything you wanted. On, on here fights. we are now in this thing. Now, which yeah. one was this? You worked in two different... Um, yeah, this... Um, these are in London, these newspapers. Yeah, they're the actual presses. But, um, all automatic, so we had to actually choose our moments when we were 
when we'd shoot because if you actually ran the presses yourself, it's like, you know, if you get how many hundred thousand copies of newspaper you're squirting out every 30 seconds. So we actually shot up on this moving crane and uh, say carefully time it so that we had the presses running underneath us and we weren't running up ridiculously expensive mm -hmm. printing costs. Tremendously noisy in there mm. oh. and hot, very, very hot. Yeah, and the lighting was all difficult too. Oh, yeah, because you got to climb over everywhere, and you had to be very careful as well. Because if anybody so much as dropped, dropped a, a penny into one of these presses, you'd have millions of pounds worth of, of damages. Mm -hmm. Well, there goes a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, we built that in the back lot. I was going to say that. On those stages, didn't we? Yeah, that, that was a. This is a mismatch of locations. Oh, remember all these mm. paper reams and everything. Yeah. Each one weighs about a ton apiece, and they're all, in real life, all moved around automatically by these robots. It's, it's an incredible setup in there. They were very good, I must say, the newspaper company. They were. Well, let's see, it was the Evening Standard and what? The Standard uh, and the Telegraph. The Telegraph. Mm. There's a little robot going by there. First cobalt's guys. Yeah. Blowing up the paper yeah. rolls. Bullet hits. You know, they, you can't have a little you can't have a little tear, can you, on these no, paper no. roll. They, they gotta be perfect. They oh, send yeah. them back if there's an imperfection. Yeah, the tiniest tiniest bit of problem they have to go back. Now we're back to Hamburg in the street. Yeah, that was you spent some time in Hamburg, didn't you? Yeah, I went back several times and uh, we did of course the uh, Jump off the roof there. Good morning, Mr. Bond. Elliot Carver. I believe you. This was all done in a couple of days, wasn't it? Yeah, I had a very quick shoot there. We went and set it up, and then you came, came and joined us. And my wife in your hotel room. So now we're back to Stoke Poges. Now this was the Atlantic Hotel, the exterior. Right by the lake. He's coming. And this, the car park at uh, Brent Cross. Brent Cross. <laughs> spent you spent, of, what, a month there? Yeah, yeah, that was quite a big number. Yeah, it was a big deal. Again, with the huge effects and blind driving the car, which we had especially built. Oh, so Vaughn's locked his thing in the impenetrable car, which uh, right, solved that problem. <laughs> This is down in Germany. Yep. Tell me if you find the encoder. Call me immediately. Yeah. This is kind of a fun sequence you've shot here. Had great fun actually, and we, we devised it in about half a day, the whole sequence. And then of course it's once it's devised, you then have to break it down and work out how you're going to shoot it and add the gizmos. But uh, it was a fun sequence, I think. This is kind of an eerie sequence, just the television's on, playing something. Mm. He hears bad news. So again, Bonds. This is, you know, I think the thing about Pierce is he can play uh, Bond being 
vulnerable but not weak. Exactly, he could have very easily blown it here. Um, I think he did a great job at this moment. It's a very tricky moment emotionally for him. I have a clear shot at your head, Mr. Bond. This is Vincent Scavelli. Very good. It does a very plausible German accent here. Mm. He's a big guy, kind of odd-looking, but... Uh, good. Now, lie down on the <laughs> bed just, next to Mrs. Carl. He plays it very weird. Yeah, it's perfect for the moment. You know, he's a great cook. He uh, oh, really? cooks Sicilian food. He's wrote, written cookbooks, and he gives classes. He's an excellent cook. Just so. Um, he's a, and, and a charming man. <laughs> this is fun. This mm. thing, you know what I hold? <laughs> you should cute each other. I am an outstanding pistol marksman. Take my word for it, yeah? Yeah, he plays this, this sort of crooked forensic uh, mm. killer, you know, doctor. Get the sledgehammers. <laughs> like the way they go at this thing, nothing happens. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend trying that at home. No. <laughs> the cost of those cars are like eighty thousand pounds each, aren't they? Yeah, but uh, we put the sledgehammer right through the window when we tried it. We tested it. <laughs> so we had to use rubber ones. It's quite funny shooting that because we had to get the effect of the car moving as I hit it. So we got guys jumping on the bumper and. Well, when you did that. Yeah. What was that? A ball bearing gun that put the dents yeah. in there? Yeah. yeah. Fireball bearings and I am especially good at the celebrity overdose. But now I am afraid, Mr. Bond. Bond played it very well here. Pierce was nice. And <laughs> this is a great moment. Stop yelling in my ear, yeah? Sir, they can't get into the car. Oh, you can't be serious. Did you call the auto club? Do you want to call them? Make him tell you how to open it. Oh, oh, okay, I ask. It's very embarrassing. It seems there is a red box in your car. They can't get to it. They want me to make you unlock the car. I feel like an idiot. I don't know what to say. I am to torture you if you don't do it. You have a doctorate in that too? <laughs> no, no, no. This is more like a hobby. But I'm very gifted. Oh, I believe you. My cell phone opens the No, 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 I... Mr. Bond. I, I do it, yeah? Recall three send. Oh, no, Scavelli's gonna get his in. Yeah. <laughs> I like his ex explanation here. I'm just a professional doing a job. Me too. <laughs> well, now the fun begins. Yeah. The chase is on. I think this um, car chase you filmed was one of the favorites of uh, the audience when I spoke to them. They loved this sort of. And you know the right touch of sort of fun to it and, and realism as well, I think. You know, we sort of approached it as, as novelly as we could by, we actually built our own insert car to, to, to use to carry the camera, high-speed TVR, racing suspension and things like that, so we could actually track very, very fast with it. 
Yeah, and you had, what, 17 BMWs? Yeah, we had 17 uh, combinations of different ones. There was a guy laying on the floor steering it and driving through monitors in the wing mirrors, there's little lipstick cameras that he could actually see where he's going. Really tricky stuff to do. But again, a, a scene that has uh, every shot storyboarded. Uh, you're working again with Martin Asbury. And, yeah. Uh, and every little shot has to be done. Every time you look at his monitor on his phone there, we have to actually physically shoot that shot somewhere. And uh, yeah. All the inserts. Man. Yeah. There's a lot of hard work coming at you here. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it takes a long time to set up, and, you know, it's, uh, take two is a huge deal. But Pierce actually has great fun with this. This particular shot is is a jerk back with a car. It's almost like a shotgun hit on a man who used to do it. I've always wanted to do one with a car, so we had a huge cable attached oh, to the yeah. back of this car and snatches it back. When the a, rocket hits, it jerks Yeah, it, it flies backwards through the it's air. It's very convincing. Uh, it's, <laughs> it just shows the power of the rocket. But again, of course, when you want to do another pickup shot of this particular mm. area, you have to set all that fire off again. I remember and, uh, that. You almost burned the place down. <laughs> they got a lot of publicity out of it, I think. But I think what could have been a disaster turned into quite uh, fun for the shopping place. And each one of these little gags you kind of came up with, with uh, Roger. And yeah, yeah, we dreamt up all these, you know. But I, I think the audience do love to see the, the gizmos, and uh, I know I do as a, as a cinema goer. It's quite fun. There's that impenetrable door. Uh-oh. Fun's in trouble. Rockets can't knock it out. Tremendous power in this guy. See his tires smoking. That's mm -hmm. all just natural Oh, power. that's it? It's not an effect? No, it's real. Pedal to the metal. Wow. This there is a nice go. moment, actually. Yeah. Pierce really enjoys this. So is this... Did you crack a wine back for the inflating? What happened? What no, we actually... We actually put different wheels on, so we had less of a low profile on the tyres and they actually had a lever inside that lifted the car up and it gave the impression that, that the wheels were um, re-inflating. Oh, yeah, it's quite clever. Very, very good. This is Rocket. rather nice. Rocket. I remember I was there that day when we did it. Yeah. <laughs> came out to visit. Yeah. A lot of questions here about the height of the yeah, yeah. What we should do. I think you get a great feeling of speed and the audience being in the ride with Bond. It's, they it's love these little fun. gadgets too. That yeah, something pop yeah. up. And yeah, this this mm. one coming up now with the with the logo. I think it's great fun. <laughs> Whirring. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, BMW uh, got a good plug here. I must say. Yeah, yeah, they got their money's worth. Supplied us with uh, technicians, didn't they? Mechanics. Yeah, we had two uh, full-time BMW technicians, 17 cars, eight motorcycles, plus truckloads of spares because we mm. we uh, crunched through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> now we're back to Hamburg. Found this wonderful place to get this nice high shot. Empty building. That we climbed up and got the camera on the top of. Yeah, all this is off the roof stuff. is very tricky, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's that, a. This that's a at uh, Frogmore, Frogmore that's a this, model. And that particular shot I shot with a mini helicopter as well to get that approach into the window. It's the only mm -hmm. way we could get it. So just this little helicopter with a 35 millimeter camera on it. And then the launch into uh, the street, huh? Yeah. Through the window from a 
air ram or something? Yeah, we had an air ram built on the back of a truck because we could only shut that particular street down for a certain amount of time. And now here we are at the American Air Force Base at Lincoln Heath, where we're up here for a couple of days. So, yeah, we got all this cooperation from the U.S. government. They did a nice They're job. brilliant. I was very impressed with the flybys you see in the background, you know, coordinating that and getting them in there. And, and here's Joe Don Baker coming back to sort of uh, do the uh, whole lighter kind of character. I love his shirt. It's only surpassed by... Q's red jacket. <laughs> well, it was a great idea and everything. And of course, this is supposed to be in some very warm place, but it was freezing. <laughs> you know, he had remember that's right. Oh, yeah, he was just freezing. He had some, I mean, I was out there all day and I, and I was all bundled up. See. Oh, it's just that wind and everything. Miserable. But uh, that's the trouble with being an actor. You know, you know. Uh, Yes, we heard it in the script. It was described as somewhere. Um, yeah, it was supposed to Okinawa be an hour or somewhere. Okinawa or yeah. somewhere. But it's, uh, for a couple of fleeting moments, I had visions of nipping over to Okinawa to do some uh, establishing shots. But <laughs> yeah, well, they used a lot. To, they gave us a lot of cooperation. They also had these jets taking off as part of their exercises. So that really impressed me. I think. So they'd tell us when, they, when the jets were going to go, and then uh, we could time the scene mm. to get the jets coming through. It's great production value. You see, there they go. Yeah. yeah, great. Yeah, it was great for that. I'm not so sure you didn't get snow during this time, or you got some really bad weather, didn't you? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was somewhere else shooting something. I remember getting the reports back. Yeah, it's pretty cold out there. <laughs> he looks good in the uniform, doesn't he? He does. Now, here we are with uh, B.J. Worth and his merry men starting the uh, air yeah. stuff. Now, this was in the hangar. We used a British, uh, we used an American plane on the Air Force Base. Sounds like my first marriage. Next, after the free fall, pop the shooter 200 feet below the Chinese radar. Now, it's not uh, cold, but he has to play it cold. Yeah. <laughs> Sweating. But Pierce almost passed out. Oh, really? And they gave him a very heavy um, wetsuit here. Right. And we're under the lights. Uh, dehydrating, I guess. Oh. When he took it off, it was full of water. I'm yeah. Sure. The most uncomfortable, horrible things oh. to wear in interiors. Oh, God. He was. I'm surprised he could have at least stayed on his feet. It was really amazing. You know, you sit around that thing for hours waiting mm. to go on. All yeah, and equipment yeah. you can't strip it off. you got to keep. take so long to get it all buckled up. This is where it really is, but see that island there? Yeah. Well, that means that where he's uh, actually jumping between the British and Chinese fleets, well, technically so we had, they're not uh, Chinese territorial waters. What? They belong to Vietnam. So we had to shoot uh, this aerial stuff. Some of it shot in Florida, where we could see the sea. But to get the clouds and things, they went to uh, someplace else. Right, they went up to Arizona, I believe, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. So, so they had uh, shot in a lot of different places. But, Tricky um, to do because it has to be seen to dive out over the ocean, but at the same time, you have to be close enough to land to come well, back they, and land on the shore. Well, the first time they sent them, they sent them the wardrobe here. It was a regular wetsuit, and when B.J. went head down like that. It blew up like the Michelin Man. It got full of air and it popped. <laughs> uh, so 
he said, well, let me find a black thing that uh, people use for mm. skydiving, which he used, and it worked fine. The uh, other thing was they had this double tank thing, right. uh, which I had my doubts about, but uh, some experts in London told us we could do it. Well, of course, when he got to try to fly it, he was very unstable with those yeah. two tanks there, and it was very hard. It's a good to shot. Yeah, you run out of the helicopter. Yeah, run in the water, cut away. Cut away to Rosarita, this isn't it, I believe? Yep. This bit. This Mexico. Is all in the tank. Coming out of the bubbles. Got rid of everything. Back to John's models. Yeah. These are that's a now split the screen shot there. Uh, and this is the tank at Pinewood, 007. Yeah. We, we raised the tank up. It's usually about uh, eight feet. I think we raised up to 16. Yeah, tremendous bracing around all that metal work around it and the tonnage of water when you get sort of yeah, we 15 feet of water. 24 filters, pumps on it, a sand filter pumps, keeping the water clean because, you know, people working in there with painted sets, mm. there's a lot of junk in it. Had to heat it all up, it was about 88 degrees so people could work in it. This flare works very well. Yeah, that was a, it was bubbles. It was done by the special effects mm. because flares put too much dirt in the water. So yeah, the whole thing would have been smoked out, wouldn't it? And so we had a bright light with bubbles coming out. It works convincing as a flare. Yeah, it's a good... All underwater set. You, know, you walk through these sets, and I went down here with Pierce because Pierce is not that comfortable underwater, and Michelle had never dived before. And so I said to her, well, look, I'll go down with you. Because out in Thailand, I went out and went on her check dive with her. Oh, really? And uh, we went out in the, in the water. And, uh, it was the first ocean water dive hmm. to get her a certificate because she needed a certificate to, right. to work here. So I took her out one day on my day off and with a couple of other people, and we did the, uh, the dive. So I came down here and was in here for this uh, okay. Sort of to show them that, uh, you know, the, it must be safe if the producer does it. But the reason it's sort of freaky is that the ceiling was all closed in. The ceiling had been built in here. Yeah, very claustrophobic. So you're in, you're, uh, you know, you're down 16 feet underwater, and then you're in an enclosed space. There's mm. no way out. So, except through this you know, little, little escape hatch on the side, but you couldn't go through the ceiling. Had lights up there and stuff. It's very tricky stuff to photograph. Actually, tell a story underwater. You know, it's um, you lose so many uh, expressions and. Uh, you know where we're coming up here. You know, this is a. We had a, um, a thing built at an angle for her to get into to take right. off strap. So she, so she got her thing off, and she went into this thing. And we shot from the very top, looking down. You see this shot in a minute. So the first time she did it, she came up like that. She came up right in here and then got her flippers stuck. Jeez. And she couldn't tell anybody that she was stuck and they kept on cranking. And she couldn't go up or down because her arms were against the side. Finally, someone pulled her out by the feet. Mm. God, it was, she was, yeah, but she went right back again at it. Oh, she's a cool girl, she really is. But someone who's not a diver to be in a situation yeah, like to that. Hold, to hold her composure. Oh, frightening. I remember I was shooting daytime while you guys were doing this at night and going to the labs at six in the morning and watch dailies. Mm -hmm. Now they pop up in Thailand. Yeah, here we are. 
This was right near James Bond Island, do you remember? I do, I remember finding it, yeah. It was, uh, God, I think we were on the edge of the wharf on James Bond Island yep. we, for that yep. shot. So, um, man, the um, man with the golden gun was the... Uh, this guy is Mr. Singh. He's uh, one of my Thai stuntmen I've worked with uh, several times. Wonderful lad. Got rid of him yep. fast. He's history. Get them out of the water. Here we are in Coach to Bangkok. Hey, yeah. Saigon. It's interesting, this shot that's coming up where you see the Carver mm. Tower. That's uh, it's tricky. It's a great... Um, it was this... A banner that was, you know, we couldn't, remember we couldn't build a banner full Man. size or rip the facade off the building. So we had to, um, we had to get uh, John Richardson to make one. Still a pretty big banner, 30 mm. feet or so, but he filmed that and then we put it on the side of this building with a CGI. And added the building top. I got the idea for the banner when we went to Hong Kong on one of our scouts. So just sort of penny dropped. Mm. And it's a lot homage to the Crimson Pirate. Mm. Yes. This is back again. The set of that was the uh, the German set, right? Now transformed into an Oriental set. <laughs> Jonathan loved this scene. I hadn't intended opening in this center until tomorrow, but as you're here. You can help me write the inaugural story. Your obituaries. <laughs> this I is hope good. You the same courtesy to Paris. Actually, Mr. Bond, you're the one. Get this. Uh, so that he could actually. He when he did the typing, something would happen on the sure. screen. Right, it's interactive. Yeah. British Secret Service it's a tricky agent thing. James Bond and his collaborator Wei Lin, of the Chinese People's External Security Force, were found. Dead this morning in Vietnam. <laughs> Black's punch, don't you think? Oh, it's old news, Elliot. We've been uh, working together for months. When we came in, I was kidding Alan when I came in here. I said, uh, <laughs> I came and looked at this set. I said, uh, I'll have the chow mein. You know. yeah, some people had told it looked like a um, Chinese restaurant. He, was, <laughs> he got really upset. <laughs> I don't want to hear any more jokes. <laughs> but it was wonderful. It was all stuff being unpacked. I never believe what I read in the press anyway. Therein lies your problem, Mr. Bond. You see, we're both men of This is uh, Bruce Fairstein's, uh, the speech that he came to us with before he even started the screenplay. This, oh, really? he, this was the speech he wanted the man to say. This, the legions. Caesar had his legions. Napoleon had his mm, armies. I have my divisions and all that. I have my divisions. TV, news, magazines. And by midnight tonight, and that, was, that was the heart of his concept in the history of, the of this planet. Right. God himself. It was good. And certainly. Very apt. Now, people ask me if it's any, if we can, you know, if it has any life, real life parallels, but, you know, I can't think of anybody, can you? Excuse no. me. Nobody. No. no. General Chang is waiting. No, we don't have media moguls now. Your appearance here has forced me to move up my timetable slightly. I'll leave you in the capable hands of Mr. Stamper and his And support. this idea here was uh, like one of the UA executives came Sir, up with this idea. His name was Jeff Kleeman. He said, I need, let's have give him something weird. 
And he gave us this book on the chakras. So right. The art department had a lot of fun coming up with the, Inventing the weapons, yeah? Yeah, the different things. They're, they're kind of surgical tools for horses and stuff. Like so. yeah. And there have been... Uh, they put these jade handles on <laughs> Don't ask me what any of them are for, especially this little thing with the little hook that goes like that. Mine boggles. Anyway, it looks pretty awful. I would have thought watching your TV shows was torture enough. Save this one till last. When you remove Mr. Bond's heart, there should just be enough time for him to watch it stop. The villain for you. This is where Ricky did throw some cards, isn't it? We actually removed it. And he used him as a weapon. It throws her around. Yeah, she's so agile. And he's doing a shot at hitting his leg. Yep. This is Wendy and Mark Southworth jumping through the window. Yeah, Wendy's your wife, isn't she? That's correct, yeah. yeah. She did all this out there. In yeah, Thailand. all the hang off the building and the motorcycle and what have you. Oh, she's a real experienced stunt woman. Yeah. One of the best England has to offer. Her father actually worked on Dr. No, goes right back to the early days of Bond with yeah. Cubby. And he's, he was actually coordinator on uh, on the Majesty's Secret Service. Now, remember this? All these ripping yeah. stuff oh, that you... Shot for hours on seams ripping. Yeah, we did this all in the back lot. We had what sixty foot wall. I think. Yeah. Huge Here's the real up. actors coming down. They were brilliant. Absolutely, they were brilliant. great. It's, you know, she's game and Pierce's game, and it was wonderful. So they're hanging. It's <laughs> not comfortable either. I got to say, I've done no. a bit of that over the years. No. So they were great. This is back in uh, Bangkok again with Wendy and Mark. Yeah. Here they come through the window. This entry was on our interior set at Frogmore, this shot here. Terrible stuff to work with glass. Mm. It goes every little... Keep it out of your eyes. Mm. Very nicely played, that. Bit. Yeah, yeah. Now here they, this sort of sets up the relationship between them, you know. She's yeah. going to drive. She tries to drive. I had many sleepless nights trying to work out how we're going to get them to work the clutch and have the handcuffs on. And it came out really out. well. Yeah. It worked great, actually, yeah. But again, this is a, a prime example of choreography and storyboarding. Because, yeah, you know, hundreds of miles, thousands of miles away in Bangkok, you can't afford to waste time, so we mm -hmm. had to know what we wanted to shoot. Then there's a whole thing about her sitting behind or in yeah, front. Yeah, she goes in front. Yeah, that was yeah. endless arguments. Yeah, it worked out great, though, I must say. Yeah, well, it went back and forth, didn't it? Which was good. Now, Jean-Pierre Goy, the man that I had riding his motorcycle, he's world champion for wheelies and what have you. He does 240 kilometers on the back wheel. Mm. I think he's the only man in the world that could wheelie a BMW this size. Well, these were heavy bikes, weren't they? They weighed over seven, 800 pounds, yeah. yeah. 1200 cc's mm. and they're about a foot too long really to wheelie but uh, this mm. guy just used to pull it up with Wendy sitting on the tank mm. there used to be a dinner plate dent in the tank when Wendy was sitting on the tank as he comes down from the wheelie which you'll see mm. later on her rear end used to smash into the tank God, I hope she was well padded <laughs> yeah, there was only so much you could put there but Jean-Pierre liked it because he considered her his insurance you know wouldn't get him to do anything 
Mm-hmm. I would kill him because my wife mm-hmm. was on the front. <laughs> he didn't know about the insurance I'd taken out, mind you. <laughs> well, you're, uh, I know you're always doing things as safely as they can be done. Yeah, sure. it's, uh, you always want to be able to go back and do it again. Now, this, this, thing? this place is called Tannery Row, and when the crew arrived, I walked around and showed them. Oh. And, uh, they said, why do you call it Tannery Row? And I said, well, just walk along here, you'll see. And it, literally, it's where they tan the hides. It's oh, stunk, and oh. it's 110 degrees. And this that is was a, a, this was a nice explosion yeah. of a cracker. Mm-hmm. Some, uh, oh, this mahogany wharf. Mahogany wharf, yeah. Are you, uh, Here's a weed. You, you watch her when she lands here. Wallop. Mm. <laughs> but it, um, the whole story of this chase was to take a huge bike out of its environment and put it somewhere where it's, it just, you know, mm-hmm. looks out of place but actually does the, the job. Now we're up on the rooftops. This was hot. Boy, I remember being here. It's like standing on a pizza oven, wasn't it? Oh. It literally melted. I had some new Nikes off Starship Troopers, which had come to me from Nikes, and I actually... The soles melted off them standing on this roof. God, it was hot. You know, and everybody's had water. Oh, it's just drink all day long. Oh, boy. Tremendous. It's a nice, fun sequence. I like it. The camera's on the move all the time. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's good. And Bangkok was wonderful. They let us fire these... You know, every time you see a bullet being fired, there's a shell being ejected, yeah. and they're spraying all over the city of Bangkok. Yeah, they were... It's a good place to work. It's yeah. A, it's a good country to work. And you've been there, what, six times now? Yeah, seven now. I think I've got the record for movies there. Well, was, uh, this is now back in the studios at Frogmore. It works seamlessly, I must say. Yeah, well, uh, you know, Alan built this street to... Um, it was a wonderful street. Every angle, I think we revamped it four times, and every angle was beautiful. Yeah. Now, this jump was going to be done on cables and optical and what have you, and then I discussed it with Jean-Pierre. And he said, no, I think I can do this. And uh, so we built the whole facade of the building in a breakaway material and the, and the top of it so that if he did have a misfire on the engine on the approach he, and drop short, he would actually still be able to probably survive. But it's still a scary thing to do with a huge monster of a bike. Oh, was. I saw him doing the test for weeks ahead. Yeah. That was good. That's what you see is for real. You know, it's, uh, yeah. it's nice in these days that you can actually do yeah. stuff. <laughs> that was a good yeah. effect, too, coming through the ceiling with a great machine that dropped mm-hmm. them down, yeah. Another sensor's moment here. We go. Yes. Down I had fun shooting that little part. <laughs> this is back in our lot now on the. Yeah, this studio. is the street that. Uh, My son actually worked for Chris Corbold as a welder and an engineer who built this collapsing balcony. Mm-hmm. Even this was very clever. We had safety wires on them in case one of the. One of the balconies went prematurely. They would drop the bike and still be hanging there. It was uh, very cleverly worked out. And then this was the uh, helicopter bit down through the street. This Gosh, one was yeah. a tough one. Getting using the blades as a weapon. Yeah, and every bullet hit you see here, we had to time out where they're going to go so that it times in with the helicopter spinning blades hitting the stalls. Plus, these are real Vietnamese people, which hadn't worked mm-hmm. in movies before, so I had over two weeks working with them, rehearsing them explaining the dangers mm. and, uh, they were very very good I must say well it was all the uh, all the departments really worked well together here you know you had yeah. the special effects with the helicopter and CGI shot at working yeah. here you had the art department unit. dressing and costumes and uh, it was amazing and all the crowds you're uh, you've got a great uh, assistant director you? yeah Terry Madden is the best in the business absolutely wonderful and, uh, 
again I've known him over 20 years he's he's an old bond hand as well he's done many of his shows but uh, it takes a lot of organizing and the safety aspect of it which is as you said earlier you just can't be too safe you know yeah, this is a bit tricky bit here with what to, how to use this thing. Yeah, we we agonized, didn't we, for weeks how we're gonna bring the helicopter down and not making it look too ridiculous. But even the CGI shots getting the smoke in like that and still getting the blades in and yeah. this is a nice lay down. It works very well. Yeah, he actually good. lays this down for real and slides underneath it. It's good. It'd be a bit rough on the side of your leg, huh? Yeah. <laughs> And this was their prototype helicopter, right and they now. were desperate that we didn't damage it. <laughs> we said, we'll only blow it up a little bit for you. <laughs> now the shower sequence. I don't know how many times this thing was shot. Mm. So this is a mixture of being That's in right. Thailand and being out on location. Bangkok and Frogmore. Yeah. And Frogmore, yeah. And, uh, they're locked together here. She has this... Uh, Little thing to unlock the uh, keys with in her earring. Don't get any ideas, Mr. Bond. Just off the cuff, I thought we might link up. That's her earring down there. This is a tricky. We had to reshoot this insert yeah. a couple of times. Yeah, it's a tough thing to get right. Tough storytelling. Your turn. Yes, the first cut didn't have that in, did it? I work alone. Well, then this was in Bangkok. Mm-hmm. Trying to recreate. We went to the China area, Chinatown area, and then get all these dressing and everything for the Vietnam. Mm. We were working in Vietnam, but. You know, we had a crew there working and everything, but we got, um, after being accepted, we got turned down, so we had to... And I had three, three trips, that was wonderful. I was, I was fairly disappointed, actually, when we couldn't go and shoot that. But, uh, yeah, I well, think Thailand's easier to work in, but I was it would say, have been, yeah. In retrospect, I think it worked out for the best. Because that roof, it's amazing, we found that flat roof for the bike chase within a day of getting in. Mm. So that saved us a huge build that we would have had to make, build in... Uh, Vietnam, and it and it you know the dressing of uh, the way they dress the people as long as you have the right costumes and the signage. Now this we flew in from Hong Kong. Philip Kwok and his team of stunt people that Michelle has actually worked with for many years in Hong Kong, so she felt very confident. And all this is shot at normal speed. It's amazing. I mean, they really throw themselves into it, don't they? Oh, they're all physical, full full contact blows. Mm -hmm. So that's why we wanted to bring them over to give it a whole different look to you know, the Western type of fights that we do. So I think it pays off really well. And she's brilliant, look at her, she's tremendous. Yeah, she's good timing. It's a dancing background, you know, the mm -hmm. choreography and the, the timing, the rhythm is superb. She did every, almost everything in this, didn't she? Yeah, just one just shot. Just this one here. She just had trouble with that backflip. But everything else she did. Every so. single shot, this climbing up the ladder, the slipping. I don't know, in the other sequence, when she, which we'll see later on, with the, yeah, that's her, with the gun in the stealth boat at the end, she was black and blue, but would not, would not give in. Mm. 
This guy, we actually put pads down for this guy, but he insisted on removing them. He wanted to go down to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible, guys. On makes his entrance. Lucky for you, I stopped by. Now, this was the set that um, Alan Cameron had fun doing. Remember the. Uh, yeah, we got the concept from Bangkok, and then he, he sort of came in and redesigned it. I think this is a quintessential Bond set for me, where it, uh, how it evolves. It's brilliant. Yeah, the sort of the way it all functions. The, yeah. Sort of the equivalent of Q's office, the exactly. Chinese side. Exactly. This is the sort of stuff I used to sit and mesmerize as a kid watching the, the early Bonds. It's fantastic. There's a funny moment as well when he goes to type. I think it's a brilliant touch. <laughs> Never ceases to make me laugh. I followed a lead to Carver's headquarters in Hamburg. Stealth material? We and thought he was uh, building a stealth plane. Yeah, this is full of... No. It's a real junk shop, you know, and then it mm. starts transformation. ...close to the Devonshire so they could drill inside the missile room. Remember? It's always tough to sort of play plot and do something interesting. Yeah, keep the action moving that. while the yeah. supposition's going on. This is fairly well conceived. I think, you know, Roger was, you know, mindful of that. I think he did the right job, you know, when yes. I'm all moving and talking. Yeah. Isn't too static. Yeah, it yeah, could just easily be a monologue. Very good, very well done. Yeah, here we go. This is great. This is your Bond set. You know, of course, they have red computers, right? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all the weapons. Oh, you know, the set dressers love to, props love to yeah. have all these weapons. It's just like home. You get the equipment. Great fun, great fun doing this. This is nice. I twinkle in the eye. <laughs> Second thoughts, you type. <laughs> First, we have to find the boat. Of all the harbors and inlets, and, uh, control you know, we're getting all these computer screens going with Chinese, that isn't easy either. Mm. That leaves 14 where he could hide a stealth boat. Awesome. During the day, visible to radar, but not the human eye. It's great touch. Very he is brilliant at this. I'm not sure, yeah, and he made that gag himself, and I think. I think he says very noble. Mm. I don't think he says very novel. I should ask him about them. All right. But I think he meant noble house, you know. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, sort of an ad lib line. The boat is traveling at a speed of 30 knots. Who's been a fan of Chinese technology? He has great fun with this. His timing is impeccable. There are four places where he could harbor the boat. Up on your left. This bit here, like, she fires the rickshaw. Why don't you run across checking those areas? So, people have, you know, we were wondering if people would be a bit concerned about where they came from, but right. I've never had any comments no, about I think that. he just accepted in the flow of things. Yeah. Yes, in the early script, there was quite a bit, quite a deal about the Chinese queue, wasn't there? Yeah, we were going to have a Chinese queue and all that, but mm. just couldn't fit it in. Three unexplained drownings. That has to be it. So you cover very tricky territory very quickly here. It's, it's, it's well done. As you said earlier, it could have been easily 
fallen flat. It's very well done. This and is here great. we are up in the, now. This looks like High Long Bay, doesn't it? It it's, does. That's in Phuket, of course. But uh, but we we'd, we'd have gotten about the same in High Long Bay. Yeah. Remember this island here? Yeah. Remember we found it? They went straight to it, didn't we? Yeah. Brilliant. It's great. Well, a few places you can land and do something. Mm -hmm. Of course, the thing there, the problem is the tide. You know, it's such a high and low tide. I believe you you had a few groundings when your your crew went out there to shoot. I was in Bangkok shooting the motorcycle chase while you guys went down and did this. I heard reports of boats (laughs) hitting mud banks. Yeah, this is a great shot here, the helicopter shot. He's very clever old Mark. It's mostly dull routine, of course. But every now and then, get to sail on a beautiful evening like this and sometimes work with a decadent agent they had fun here and this was uh mm. they say communists don't know how to have them doing something so they were sort of preparing for them i hate to disappoint you but i don't even work. have a little red book the if lines are ready which we'll see paid off later mm-hmm. <laughs> fuses we're going to finish this together and if i may say so you found the right decadent, corrupt Western agent as a partner. Chris <laughs> does that really well. Yeah. That's top. Great images, red sails, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're off here in the magic hour shots. I remember sitting here. We're in a long lens that took forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, This is a nice reveal of the stealth, actually. I'm quite impressed with this on my side. Yeah. And this, of course, we had to go from day to night for the night stuff in the tank. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. We always get this tricky magic hour stuff, but if you don't get it, it's a whole big turnaround to come out the next day. And you had quite a limited period here, didn't you? It was only a couple, yeah, of, couple we of days to get in and out. Just a few days. Stuff. There was a lot to do because we had to do that earlier stuff when they come up and right. put the boat. And this is in the tank, the paddock tank. Looks very looks well. pretty good. Well, Chris created all those waves, you know. Did a good yeah. job. Millions, well, not millions, had lots of of engines underneath there. They had the engines. They had guys with the 50-gallon oil drums moving yeah. up and down. Got a nice kind of wave action going. And the little spray is just to give you the feel that it's moving along. And mm-hmm. that, that all that rain the rest camera thing. moving here to mm-hmm. give you some floating, yeah. And uh, inside, of course, Jonathan having fun being his... Uh, back to the 007 stage. Mm-hmm. Chinese will think the British are rattling the saber. This was actually British quoted in... I think it was in the New York Times about that speech right there. It was quoted, let the man begin. All that, the whole speech there was quoted in the New York Times about an article about is the media stirring things up too much. (laughs) Wow. I think, you know, it's uh, it's very apt. This was all true. Remember the guy? There is a a guy that blows a whistle when they have some announcement like that. Yeah. Two waves of land-based MiG-21s inbound. The first this again is all back at the real place in Plymouth, mm-hmm. where they, uh, with all the original, the real wardrobe. They have those uh, uniforms with the white collars right. and stuff to put up over their head. Uh, if she's there, Bond is there. 
damn her, find them. Very good effect. Uh oh. Bangs her head on the ceiling here. <laughs> if she blinks, kill her. And you come with me. She worked hard in this of those huge oh. guns that she picks up later. She's great. She's tiny really, isn't she? Hmm. Another sensor moment here. Yeah, that we were all a bit worried about that shooting actually. This was all night exterior, wasn't it, on the tank for you guys? Yep, it was. Uh, we did this in August. It wasn't so cold, but it was sort of drizzling most of the time. Yeah, so it was kind of a. Which worked all right for a boat. Probably worked quite well, yeah. But it was just hell to work in, you know. And relatively short nights as well, which makes it tough. And those, the way all the decks were, were slanted and they were slippery, so it was a hazard just to walk around the place, mm. let alone to act on it. This is a nice this set. This is your real Bond set. And I'll never forget walking on Duane Live twice the first time and seeing the interior of the volcano. It's very reminiscent of this. Mm. Yeah, well, this is a big set. And it had yeah. all the different levels and... It, yeah. It all worked. It was good. I know you guys went in there and shot, then we came in and started blowing it up, and then you'd come in and pick up the wreckage and put the actors in. It was, it was quite a... Yeah. We also had... We were struggling kind of on this last sequence as far as the script was going. Mm. A little bit of winging it going on, wasn't it? <laughs> Not something one likes to mention, but that's, that's what mm. happened. They can't see me. I like Jonathan here did this little bit. He came up with this little sort of. Uh, oh yes, this is brilliant. A little imitating her. Yeah, very funny. Yeah, he really got into the part. This is all unscripted and just come, you know, actor stuff. Pathetic. <laughs> there you are again. <laughs> <laughs> Out with the police. Yeah. They were great, those police. from 007. Just confirmed by my opposite number in China. Tell the fleet to search for a ship that's invisible, well, almost invisible to radar. The Chinese aren't the enemy. Carver's been playing both sides for fools. Admiral, sir. Urgent message from the Admiralty. Look at this. Have you got anything on the radar that looks very small? Uh, so the, um, they actually have these stealth boats. They built a prototype for mm. the U.S. Navy. I saw some video footage of it, actually. And one of the reasons that you could spot them is, is by the hole in the ocean, because they are invisible, and uh, you could actually see where it wasn't, if you get my drift. <laughs> it's quite funny. Sort of blocking the real way. So. Yeah. Five minutes after your countrymen have attacked the British fleet, I shall retaliate for dear old England. By sending this missile into Beijing. Yeah, I remember buying a, a model of it and sending it back. I was finishing Starship Troopers, sent it back to you and Barbara to, uh, as a possible mm -hmm. tool for the baddie. <laughs> yeah, well, it almost, you know, it came out very similar to the uh, initial prototype. Mm. This idea came from Pierce himself. He said he was in a bar once in South 
Africa years ago, and uh, some guy came in, a soldier came in and couldn't get a drink at the bar, so he put a live hand grenade like that in the glass. Oh, really? Took out his bayonet and started tapping the glass. Cleared the bar out. Wow. <laughs> he said, I think we should try to no. use that. Great idea. So now it's something that little remote control device shatters the glass and the hand grenade, and which has the yeah. pin out, the hammer comes off, and it goes. If you'll excuse me, my dear, I have something of a deadline to meet. Prepare for the missile launch. Mr. Gupta. Hello, Elliot. Interesting plan. I think I have something here that belongs to you. So much for German efficiency. Mr. Stanton. Tiring set, this, wasn't it? Mm, hard to work with. Lack of oxygen and heat. It's sort of a big hole in the middle, wasn't it, with the framework around it? Yeah, yeah because they'd open the doors up there on the platform. Yeah, you had to walk miles to get anywhere in there. Can't fire the missile without him. And it seems you can't resist any woman in my possession. What are you waiting for? Shoot him! I told you. We're going to finish this together. How wrong, man. There was a question about how Gupta was going to die here. Yes. Anyway, it turns out that among his other abilities, uh, Mr. Carver's an excellent shot. Look at William Randolph Hearst, <laughs> who told his photographers, you provide the pictures, I'll provide the wall. Another thing that's been quoted recently, that, that speech about Hearst was quoted in the newspapers only a week ago in reference to this. Again, about another article about the media. And, uh, Mr. Gupta, is the missile yeah. ready to fire? Press the magic button, Beijing disappears. And it seems you've outlived your contract. Oh. You see, Mr. Bond, I have a backup plan. There's our uh -huh. special effects going, mm -hmm. starting to go to work. This was tricky doing mm -hmm. these explosions in here because there was so much sort of simulated metal, i.e. plastic, that. Uh, and you had roofs on, on top, you know, roof, you roof had a panels, set yeah. and then panels and then a roof above it. Yeah. They caught on fire to burn down the whole stage. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, very tricky. Sir, we have a small intermittent contact on the surface plot, the bearing of 112 degrees. It's a very weak signal, can't get the range exactly, but I swear it wasn't there a second ago, sir. These are all, it's all real dialogue. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. The Navy told us what they would say. It's really burning well. You can see the plastic is also gives off tremendous black smoke, which uh, yeah. once you've done an explosion of fire, it takes you a long time to clear the set to actually go in there and start doing anything else. So it's a tricky place to shoot. Sensor doesn't like those things. No. <laughs> nice work. They're speeding up. We have to stop the boat. Can you take care of the engine room? Of course. Good. I'm doing it off the ship. She was good, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. The fight that's coming up. Is she was black and blue at the end of this fight. I know she. She know, said she didn't. Back a she bit. really didn't have much experience with guns. You know, she's no. mostly. Uh, 
huge weight those guns as well. I know, she was trained her back when she came mm. with the both guns when she did that leap. Yeah. Whatever the hell that thing is, sink it. Right, sir. Piwo, is that Echo too weak for missile lock? Yes, sir. Right, we'll do Piwo it. Piwo is a particular officer than the weapons guy. Mm. Remember the flare and night flares on the model and all that. Yeah. One stage we're going to have a big fight on the top of the boat, <laughs> don't we? Remember that? Oh, yeah. The problems that was going to cause. Yeah, we had to go to a place that was starless. Yeah, no ambient light and everything. They're making 48 knots. They'll be out of our visual range within two minutes at that speed. Keep firing. We've got to slow them down. It's our model at night. There she comes. Two guns. I got the engine though. Runs those guys out of there. <laughs> There's the jump. Yeah. So where she, uh, that was tough. She was. This was, in fact, our engine room that I did at the beginning of the oh, movie. The right, sinking the of the suck. boat. Yeah. <laughs> Revamped as the. Yeah, how's the. Stealth boat engine room. It's a good set, though. Yes. Huge engines they were in there. Mm. The engines are out. We're sitting ducks here. Engine room. It was a complicated set, too. But it, yeah. Everybody's abandoning a ship now. They're getting it. This is us coming in, doing, uh, yep. destroying your lovely set. Mm. <laughs> Doing a good job here, tearing up the set. Yep. No bond action. Good stuff. Yeah. Boy, that was. It's a lot of um, falling debris and everything. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, they were big, big bangs, you know. And there's no going back once you've done it. That's it. You're gonna... Kind of a nice moment here when she has just two bullets left, you know. Yeah. Plays this really well. Those guys are. Uh, you directed them like a SWAT team, didn't you? Right. Guys, one guy covers and says move, and the other guy runs. That's up right. Yeah. Based on yeah. this is Wayne diving down here. Yeah. This is a real face-off. It's a real firefight, mm -hmm. isn't it? The noise is just incredible. Echoing. That's the way she plays out. Mm. That's a good effect. Yeah. Steam.
and this whole thing collapsing. Yeah. Hole. Yeah, it's just known how long you can hold your shot before you send the fire in, because everything's starting <laughs> to burn. Well done, Piwo. Thanks, Officer, watch increase max. Keep firing. All hands. Abandon ship. Abandon ship. Abandon ship. Abandon ship. Well, remember that? We had them all the stuntmen jumping in the water yeah. there. Yeah. Built this on a big tank. Water underneath. So we could lower the uh, CVAC in there and mm. get uh, the guys jump in. Tricky, you're so high in the air. You know? Yeah. Tricky set to light as well. And the smoke took so much it stops down. So we see Bond in here somewhere. Yeah, not, just not quite dead. <laughs> nice moment for her. Yes, yeah, it's just a little bit of set we built just on the side. Oops. All this has to be worked out logically as well with our plans and maps and the ship, exactly where you could go from to get from A to B to C. There's always a certain amount of logic behind it all. Mm -hmm. it certainly got through some ammunition on it. It's a bad habit of yours. So we get to uh Seize the sea drag. Remember the sea drill here? This thing was a very difficult prop to use and dangerous. You know? Yeah. I mean, those teeth were really going around. They had yeah. to, they were heavy. Also, here, if you see that little scar on the side of Pierce's mouth, that's where he'd uh, had a little argument with a, one of the guard's helmets during one of the fight sequences. Actually. I remember that. Yeah. Actually, had stitches in his lip. Well, I asked, I asked Jonathan here about. You know, I said, weren't you worried about that sea drill? He said, no, no, I figured that, uh, you know, um, Pierce would tell me if it got too close. Because <laughs> it comes roaring through here. Yeah. You know, breaks through the glass. Pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah, they say the metal blades. race against time. <laughs> yeah, well, we had this... Uh, it was tricky to fight on this thing. Yeah. Up in the air. And everything had a sharp edge to it as well. Well, Dickie Bear kind of had, was out here organizing. This That's right. Sort of stunt coordinator. Right. It was um, Drop it, Mr. Bond. very tricky to make Why it look authentic and... It's over, realistic. Let her go. Not between you and me. James, try to detonate us. The missile will send them off. Never argue with a woman. They're always right. I had to do some reshoots on this after the picture finished to get these some of these inserts. Right. Get them right. Uh, he's one of your stunt guys leaping across here. 
That's right, yeah. It was tricky to choreograph a fight on here. As I say, every corner you hit, it was, would cut you and hurt you. And, and there was, yeah, it was hard to do. Too. Nowhere to stand to get any leverage. Beating Bond up against them. She was good underwater. Oh, and I she remember something? watching these dailies, and she was down there for ages. Yeah, she uh, she didn't mind. She tied her all up and yeah. had her under there, and we had air standing by, and yeah, she was great. She, she just acted like man. Stuff we had to. That was part of the retake, was it? Yeah. Well, in some of the inserts, too. Mm. Yeah, little shots like that getting the wild. That's hard, in. too, all mm. that stuff, you know. Coming down there was hard. Yeah. She's. Mm. You know, it's hard when you're. Uh, even when you're an accomplished swimmer, to be tied up and weighted down. Underwater. It is to make it look natural, and you can't see anything, of course. You know, we can see her, but when you're actually down there with no goggles on, you can't see a thing. It's a nice little touch. And cuts the vest yeah. off. This is a lovely scene here. Yeah, it's Pierce great. came in and did this, too. Mm. And he's, you know, not an experienced underwater man, but he's game. And yeah. A great job. Well, what I, I liked here is look at how he pushes the hair out of him. Yeah, it's all done when he cuts there. You know, he's, he's thinking. It. Yeah, yeah, he's he's wonderful that way. I think that's why it works so well between them, though. You know, he would do something and she would do. They take each other on. Mm. This is a nice shot here. We're all underwater. Yeah, it's we great. had a big thing. I was under here with them, and they announced, "Don't go up when the because there was a huge sheet of gas." that was like a Dante that went right over the top of the water here to light it. Right. And uh, if you'd gone up, you would have um, gotten your head burned <laughs> off. <laughs> but he did all this. Yeah, it was excellent. Released her, tied her. You know, they're holding their breath for some time here to do all this. Action. Yeah, I remember watching the take from beginning to end, you know, in, in, the, in the labs. It was a long time down there. Oh, yeah. Well, this was the last shot of the movie here. Yep. Boy, we're out there in the... No tank of Pinewood, huh? Yeah, the rain was coming down. Um, Bedford reports that Carver went down with his ship. Seems that Bond made it. Got in a big argument about the dialogue or something. I don't know. <laughs> when I finally take this release, Elliot Carver is missing, presumed drowned, while on a cruise... Now, I wonder who this could be referring yeah, to. Yeah, I wonder. Nobody I know. This is Colin Salmon in the background. He's a great uh, British actor. Right. He was in the beginning. Sort of a... Uh, Robinson. Yes. Didn't we use him when we were doing the tests with the girls? That he was actually yeah. reading some of the, the he lines. He tested some of the girls. Commander Bond. <sighs> Colonel Lynn. This is the HMS Bedford. Are you there? Oops. Well... James. James gets a kiss in the end. Mm, ten more minutes. <laughs> it's great fun to see how it all evolves at the end of the day. Mm. 
We had a tribute here to Cubby because he'd been sick all during the last film. And right. Passed away in the, between yeah. the films. Great man. What a legacy he's left behind. Well, he's the father of it all, that's mm. for certain. Excellent. Um, this song is performed by Katie Lang. It's written by David Arnold and lyrics by Don Black. And it's a typical James Bond song. The news is that I am in control. Yeah, there you are. Mm. Stun coordinator, what do you mean? <laughs> Second unit director. <laughs> well, you did a great job there. Thank you. It was very satisfying. Well, I, uh, I just hope you can it. do it next time. I'd love to. Mm. Well, it was fun. Yeah. Anyhow, see you on the set. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. <laughs> okay. It's a wrap, I, it's a wrap I guess. Yeah. <laughs>